Wednesday, March 8th is International Women's Day or was was Women's International Day? What is the what is the word I'm looking for? International Women's Day. But anyways, so my company is having all of the women fill out information about themselves, who they find inspiring, things like that, um, just to kind of get people talking about International Women's Day, what it means, what it does, all that sort of thing. And for me, I never really like heard of International Women's Day and until I got to this company, which was kind of alarming considering that I am a woman and so embarrassingly I didn't really know what International Women's Day was or what it really means to be a woman. I have had the privilege of being privileged and not really encountering too many obstacles throughout my education and my career if anything, leveraged me in a lot of capacities, Um, kind of being that minority, being a woman in engineering, being a woman in tech startups, whatever. Just being a woman in general makes you a minority, (laughs) even though you're not, because there's more women in the world than men. Maybe I should fact check that. Uh, We'll just go with it. That is a fact. Anyways, so with all this talk about International Women's Day and talking about equity and inclusion and things of that nature, I just wanted to talk about something that really stuck with me when I took a course in college about women's rights. And I think it was more over like a feminist class, not even women's rights. Our teacher assigned us to listen to a podcast or I don't even remember, but it was an article by Abby Wambach, who was a professional soccer player, made it to the world championship, won US gold medal, super amazing athlete who wrote a book and also married another female author. And she said something or wrote something, I can't remember whether it was written or whether it was a video, about women. And it really kind of stuck with me because for a long time, because I was so privileged and because I was so naive, I didn't really understand the concept of feminism because I was a woman doing all the things that I wanted to be doing, bringing attention to women-owned businesses because they might not have as much background or funding as other male-owned businesses and things of that nature from systemic issues and from what have you. In understanding that and understanding what really the premise of being a feminist was, because I thought it was just being anti-man. Like, oh, I'm a feminist because I hate men. Okay, no, I know way more good men than I know bad. And so I never really was on the train of being a feminist, especially because it was used with such a derogatory connotation. And it really prevented me, unfortunately, from acknowledging the fact that I am, in fact, a feminist. And it also is just, like, still such a polarizing thing to me because it's, like, if a feminist exists, then a meninist should exist. And, like, the duality of it in, in my, like, I know that dichotomy shouldn't exist. Anyways, I digress from the situation, but that's kind of why it was difficult for me to understand that I am, in fact, a feminist. Moving onwards, because there are no meninists, they're simply just feminists. Learning about what feminism is and what it really means to vote for women. And when I say vote, I'm going to put it into context with this story. Circling back to the whole topic that I digressed away from, Abby Wambach, either wrote something, made a video of something, 
she said it, all right? So she explained in a story that she was at this professional athletes event that were a bunch of pro athletes being recognized, and she was one of them because she's a phenomenal soccer player. And she was on a stage with Peyton Manning and another famous pro athlete that I should probably know the name of, but I just simply don't because I don't follow sports because they're boring. Anyways, or actually, I'm not going to categorize all of them under they're boring. I just think most of them are boring, unless you're actually in the setting of going to the actual game and you're with the energy of the players and then the energy of all the other fans. That's fun. But what's not fun is watching March Madness alone in your house. Like that's that could not be less appealing and more boring to me. Anyways, so she's on the stage with Peyton Manning and somebody else who's like really athletically inclined and she was upset the whole time she couldn't allow herself to be happy because these men that she was on stage with all went out and partied after and through these elaborate parties and she had to go home and think about what she was going to do as a full-time job after and I know what you're thinking oh no one wants to watch women's sports yes people do and it's weird because why why don't people want to watch women's sports. I grew up playing sports my entire life. I loved playing sports. And maybe I would relate to the athletes if they were women and if they were shown on ESPN. I was running on a treadmill in the gym the other day and the entire ESPN network is still like largely motivated by men. All of the top 10 highlights were from male sports. And I was just like, how is this possible? With all of the women's sports that are going on, like the top 10 highlights of the week are from male sports. It seems a little far-fetched. In what world? And I remember the same day, one of my coworkers said that he was watching a a women's college basketball game. And he said it was the most interesting basketball game he's ever watched. And if anyone has ever watched the softball world series or the softball college championship, those games are so interesting. They are so fun to watch. Whereas baseball is so boring to me. And I, I digress again from the the subject at hand, but it is just so wild to me because You hear all of these people talking about women's sports, but ESPN isn't showing them the same way that they're showing male sports. Anyway, so getting back to Abby Wambach and saying that she was upset because she had to go home and think about what job she was going to start applying to or what she wanted to do now that she wasn't a soccer player. Whereas Peyton Manning could go home and he didn't have to worry about it, that he made his bag. He can go home and good for Peyton Manning. I'm not taking that away from Peyton Manning, but what I am taking away from that whole comment, that whole notion is that then she followed that by saying, I understand and respect all other pro athletes and what they've come to and what they contribute and how they've been respected. But at the same time, We need to take it upon ourselves to vote for women. And by voting for women, that means showing up and watching these female basketball games, these female soccer games, these women's sports. We need to vote for women by buying from women-owned businesses and being more cognizant of where we're voting, where we're putting our dollars, because that is what is going to be perpetuated. And after realizing that, and after kind of putting that together, that's what it means to be a feminist. And that's what it means to have equity. We're being invited to the table, but we're not being served. 
is essentially what that equity has currently been. Like, it's not quite there yet. We're we're trying, and I acknowledge that we're trying, but that's kind of the the takeaway that I have about feminism, a lasting impression that Abby Wambach made about feminism and how important it is for us to vote for other women and sponsor other women. And also at the same time, there is nothing more satisfying to me than supporting other women. It is so easy and it is so common to tear other women down. When you support another woman and you see her successful, holy shit, that is such a good feeling. It is such a good feeling. It is so valuable to me to vote for women and to be more intentional about where you're spending your time and your money. Because it's more than that. It's more than just your time and your money. I'm going to do a complete 180 on, or maybe it's not a 180. It's acknowledging where I came from. So it is a 180 in a sense, but a reflective 180. So let's get after it. There have been so many times that I've come home from the bar or come home from a night out or just met up with a group of guys and came home to my roommates, to my housemates, to my diary and have written how much I love them and how much I'm obsessed with them and how I think that I'm going to marry them. And without fail, I have not married a single one of the men that I said I was going to marry. And in addition to that, Days later, weeks later, months later, I've come to realize that the man that I claimed to be in love with, the man at the bar that I was in love with, I'm not actually in love with. And for a while, I thought it was cute and quirky to be some sort of like serial dater and really just like be out there and make it a personality trait, if we're being honest, which it in fact is not. Being a serial dater is kind of sad at the end of the day. I'm not not going to sugarcoat it. And I can say that because I serial dated for quite literally an entire year in 2022. I was always texting somebody, always needing to be on the phone with somebody, always needing to have validation and attention from somebody else, which at the end of the day is kind of sad. And I've written down some excerpts from my diary to kind of reminisce and poke a little fun at some of the entries that I wrote about the men I was in love with. So the first one starts off and it's really good. And you're like, oh, this guy might be good. And then the ending just really like fooled you. You would have thought, had you in the first half, 180. Anyways, he's smart. He's driven, funny, charming, comes for money, lives in an apartment he bought. Gold Amex is so sweet to me. All right, we really had to add gold Amex. Like, everyone, like, what? Everyone has a gold Amex. And I would be lying to you if I said that I did not write this at the ripe age of 23. I went ahead and I wrote in my diary that the this man was the love of my life because he had a gold Amex. Okay. Next up. Yeah, I have feelings for him, and I think I'm obsessed with him, but I barely know him. What I know is, number one, he's from Las Vegas. Number two, he played basketball until he dropped out. Number two, has a younger has younger twin brothers. Number four, a, a traded electrician. Like, 
what that is really nothing the only things i what again 23 all right this one is not as bad this is when i was 20 so i told leaving his name out i have feelings for him he blocked me on everything so i'm really thinking that that is just that's a low that's debatably lower than the gold amex and i say it debatably lower because after i wrote that entry i proceeded to write like maybe like 10 more entries about this same man that blocked me um because i was quote-unquote in love with him and i thought that he was quote-unquote the one anyways here's my final one and we'll leave it at this it's been a week since i met blank i can't stop thinking about him i met him once at a bar we were both drunk we didn't really talk that much we texted a little bit yet I could not stop thinking about him. And for a long time, I believed that this was, this behavior was because I was a hopeless romantic, that I really wanted to find love. No, ma'am. That is because you had this crippling anxiety that you did not want to be alone. And I can't think of one person's company who I enjoy nearly as much as my own. And at that point in time that I wrote all of these entries and there was a large gap between 21 and 23 so probably largely related to me being in a very healthy stable three-year relationship falls into that these entries just made me think and categorize myself as a hopeless romantic which in fact I am I think that that is different than what is written on these pages this reeks of desperation that's what this reeks of and that's what this is desperation this is not who i am to be frank but that's who i acted like and that's probably why none of these men actually ended up being the people that i made actually no it's not because these men are not who i want to end up with to be frank with you So we'll just leave that there and move on from these men and focus on the feelings at hand. Anyways, so none of these people were the one, but I kept convincing myself that I was a hopeless romantic and being a serial dater was going to be my personality trait. And it's so fun and quirky for me to go out on all these dates and for me to not really have any relationship with myself. So in having a relationship with all these different men, I never once stopped to consider my relationship with myself. And that's what I've done this year. So this year, I am very proud of myself because I've not dated a single human. I've not gone on a date this year. And I do not intend on going on any dates in the near future. And I feel like being in your 20s, it's largely perpetuated that you should be in this cyclical rotation of always dating somebody new and always moving on to the next person which okay that is fun for a little bit and if that's what you're looking to do to find the right person for you because you feel resolved as a human go for it have at it happy for you however for the rest of us like myself I am not ready for that I'm not ready to start being a serial dater or a 
to start dating around because I am not fulfilled myself. So a large reason why I probably was dating these men was because number one, scared to be alone. I didn't want to be alone with giving myself attention. Although, like I said, I can't think of many people whose company I enjoy more than my own. I decided that I needed validation from other people because there was something that was missing inside of me. Weird. And I wanted to replace it with these men that really did not meet the standards that I'm typically looking for in a significant other or someone that I would like to marry or reproduce with. It's just like, really like a gold amic. Okay, whatever. I've decided that instead of being embarrassed, rightfully embarrassed, of all of these past emotions, sentiments that I carried towards these men, I was going to openly admit these because it is funny to look back on these. And it's also kind of nice to come to peace with the fact that that's not who I am anymore. And although this was so recent, you're able to change something about yourself so quickly. Like one of these entries is from October of last year. That much has changed about myself and what I expect from other people, what I expect from myself. And that's fine. Like you can change and you don't have to owe anyone any explanation as to why you changed. I'm not a serial dater anymore. I acknowledge that that was something that I once did. And now looking to better a relationship with myself and only myself, not ready to date anybody. And so after all of those trips of coming home from the bar, and may this be a lesson to you that maybe all these trips of you coming home from the bar and sitting down on the couch, sobbing over this boy that you met while sharing a shot of tequila at a bar that you normally frequent with your friends may not actually be the one for you. Maybe let's lament that thought. Yeah, probably not for you. You're probably not going to meet the love of your life at a bar. And if you do... I'm so happy for you. Good for you. But that's, I know that I'm not. Actually, I don't know that. I don't know anything. Um, I'm probably not. Most likely not. I'm not going to bank on it. I'm not going to come home from the bar and be like, oh, I'm at the limit of my life. I'm over that. It's boring. It gets old. And also, like, why? These expectations are so high. And you just get let down. Like, I don't we're done. That's not that anymore. We're not. It has been a real 180 episode from us first beginning on Abby Wambach and understanding what it's like to be a fem or what it means to be a feminist and voting for women to being so enthralled with men that the majority of your journal entries end up being about how you're obsessed with them. Okay, I won't say majority, but I will admit that it is an alarming amount. And Probably one every 15 pages is about a boy that I met and I fell in love with, allegedly. Um, And then the next page immediately, almost immediately after me saying that I was in love is me saying that I'm not in love and how opposite of in love I am with the individual that I claimed to be in love with the page prior. 
And that, that to me is comical. It's satirical. And really, maybe I should make a satire book about my diary and about the complete juxtaposition of me claiming to be in love with somebody and then on the flip side of that page, claiming to be in hate with them. Actually, I think there's an an entry where I claim to be in love with somebody, say I'm going to marry them, and then the entry directly below it is about how I changed my mind on that. Like, girly, what? Like, stop it. And... I know that I do fall in love with everybody very quickly. I see the best in people and I love them for it immediately. I want to know everything about them. I want to feel what they're feeling. Again, going back to being an empath, I just love people. And so again, my love for people and me falling in love quickly and me being a hopeless romantic led me to being a serial dater and led me to thinking that everyone was the one. (laughs) No, no, let's take a step back. Thanks for listening to AA and I'll see you next week. Mm